this thing on because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Dan Magnashevsky, co-founder of ACV Auctions, an auto and tech company based here in Buffalo. They are our first software unicorn, and we talk about that hockey stick growth from winning 43 North all the way up to today. We talk about employing thousands of people here in Buffalo and across the country, and why other tech startups should follow a similar path. If you guys hear a baby crying in the background, please understand, work from home, Zoom recordings, and other than that, thanks for listening. So for those that don't know, what is ACB Auctions? Sure. Uh, ACB Auctions is an online platform for dealerships and financial institutions to buy and sell used vehicles. Um, we've been around uh, in market since 2015. Uh, we're headquartered here uh, in Buffalo. And uh, yeah, we've been uh, kind of growing the business since, and we're up to about 1,500 people right now. And, uh, you know, in, in Buffalo, Toronto, and across the country. So, yeah, we've, we've really been growing it. And really, our goal is bringing trust and transparency to the used car market, right? There's a lot of uh, old traditional ways that um, people used to buy and sell vehicles, used cars. And really, what we looked at was a brick and mortar, um, you know, industry that that's been run the same way for 60 70 years and really didn't get the uh you know kind of uh, was still stuck in the pc age and you know didn't really get the uh the web treatment and and especially with mobile didn't get the mobile treatment so you know we looking at how you know we do everything with with our phones nowadays and obviously everything online and through software um you know my one other co-founder was uh he's a uh, used car dealer uh, out of Albany and then kind of moved back to Buffalo and was working at a, a new car dealership and saw some of the inefficiencies and um, really wanted to wanted to be able to buy and sell vehicles, you know, the way we order an Uber or order food or whatever, right? Uh, and it was really just a manual process of driving physically to auctions, different days. Uh, you're off your lot. You're not buying and selling vehicles. Uh, and that's really how they make their money, right? There's no used car store that you call up and get your used cars delivered. So you have to go manually find it. And so we, we figured we can create a way um, to help streamline that. And my, my dad's a used car dealer. So I kind of grew up knowing about auctions and used car dealerships. And so, you know, w when we started talking it, you know, it made, made perfect sense. And, you know, it's one of those things that was, makes sense. I can, I can help build that. So um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, what ACV is and, and a little bit on where we came from. Yeah. And you said, um, I think it was 1500 employees. Um, you're obviously Buffalo's first software unicorn, one point something, you know, billion dollar evaluation, um, help people kind of understand the scale, you know, like how many, how many cars per month or year, any data like that. So people understand the efficiency that you have created and, and help solve. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when we first started, um, you know, we were, you know, we were doing, uh, I think we sold 59 cars there our first month and then, uh, you know, a hundred and hundred and something the next month. And, you know, so unfortunately our growth didn't continue to, you know, double every month, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, so now we're, you know, 
at the point and kind of over the years, we've kind of grown to, you know, tens of thousands of vehicles a month and, um, you know, starting to get into, you know, so, so we do have our, our wholesale marketplace where we're buying or we're, we're allowing people to buy and sell used, used cars all across the country, which is kind of the, the beauty. But, you know, the other component we've, we've built a transportation company, we've built an inspection company, we've, um, you know, built a capital, like a financing company. So we have all of these, these different things that we've built up. And, um, you know, so the business is, is in a way grown to more than just, um, you know, just a wholesale marketplace. All right. I think, um, you know, at, at least some of the history of ACV is somewhat well known. Um, you know, as far as at least in Buffalo, your growth, um, you know, 43 North, all those type of things. But, um, you know, is there a moment that you look back on that you would call your inflection point or where, you know, even you and your co-founders felt something had changed in that moment? Yeah. I mean, I think with any, with any company, you know, there's, there's points along the way, right. And you're, any startup, your your moments away from death, right? So it, there's always these little little points that um, of inflection that kind of give you another glimmer of hope to kind of go through the next round. So um, you know, initially when we we first launched, or you know, when we, the day we launched, we um, said, "All right, you know, we've been building this thing. We have people on board. It's in the app store. We've kind of." inform people that this thing is coming let's just do it right and so the first car that went on our platform um you know that was kind of a pretty nerve-wracking point you know we had all quit our jobs and you know weren't taking salaries and you know getting you know nights and weekends trying to um you know get this this product built and get the customer base there and um really figure out what this thing you know will it even work right will people buy used cars, you know, from other dealerships in 20 minutes. Right. And so we were at, you know, sitting around and, and, you know, fortunately the first car that went on sold. Right. And that was like a big, um, you know, that, that was a big inflection point of, okay, we didn't waste eight months of our lives and, you know, ho- however many dollars, you know, trying to, tr- trying to build this thing and, and there was no market for it. You know, when, when we had talked to people that, yeah, yeah, definitely everyone wanted it, um, you know, especially from a buyer standpoint. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that until people actually vote with their dollars and use the app and continue to use it, um, you know, that's a big piece. So, so yeah, that was like a big moment. Uh, I would say the other one was not too long after that, uh, um, during the uh, 43 North competition. So 43 North, for those that don't know or a, uh, you know, it's a, a business competition here in Buffalo with a million dollar grand prize. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to win that. And, you know, at that point it was, it was another good validation of we built this thing and, you know, we had launched that June. Uh, the event was towards the end of October, you know, and we had started to grow. We went into a different markets. So we were trying to prove it elsewhere. And, you know, we had some good data around our growth and the opportunity. And it was another round of uh, validation from, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of the judges were well-known VCs and, you know, people in industry. So, um, you know, for us, that was a huge moment. It was a ton of publicity, you know, even at the national scale. So, 
Um, you know, th those were, I think, two really big moments for us, especially so early, early on in a company's life where, as I said, you're every day, you're, you're pretty close to knocking on death's door. So you got to try to uh, always find a way to, you know, you're going to make a ton of mistakes, but you know, you just can't make one too many. And, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you make a couple, couple correct decisions and, you know, the ball lands the right way for you. And, um, you know, th those were, were definitely those times early on. All right. So you, you were in Buffalo, um, before ACV, I think your two co-founders relocated to Buffalo, but from other upstate New York cities, um, what, you know, what about Western New York? What about Buffalo helped foster ACV's growth? Obviously you just talked about 43 North and the mm -hmm. support that comes with that, but you know, beyond that, what, what is inherent in Western New York that helps a tech and software and, and even just more broadly a, a startup succeed? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I always joke that our company would never have been started in New York city or Silicon Valley. Um, because in a way it's a, it's, it's unsexy, you know, used cars and, you know, it, it's a, you know, kind of a, you know, it's an unsexy industry and not many people really know what happens when a used car gets sold. Uh, you know, when you trade in your used car at a, at a dealership, you don't really know what happens to it. Right. And, and you see used car dealerships, but, people don't necessarily wonder where they're getting their cars from. Right. And so the automotive industry is huge. And, you know, I think, I think here in Buffalo for startups, you know, in, in other startups I've worked with, um, you know, they're solving real problems because we have very, you know, we have a lot of, whether it's older, you know, older industries or industries that haven't, um, got the, you know, the technology upgrade, right? Uh, it doesn't have, you know, the Silicon Valleys of the world focusing on it. You know, it's, those are ripe opportunities, you know, for us to say, Hey, these are, these are real problems. They're, they are like, you know, B2B type problems. So, um, it's something where, you know, you can charge, you know, you can, you can make money. Um, you know, right out of the gate, start bringing in revenues, right? Which is kind of opposite of a lot of, you know, a lot of startup companies where, you know, you're trying to just, you're, you're trying to figure out your revenue model and trying to figure out how to make money or you got to get, you know, X million users before you can start monetizing that user base where this is a, you know, it's a real problem for people who do this anyway and they'll pay for it, right? So it's a, that that's a great recipe for, you know, trying to figure out the types of companies to create. Um, so, th so that's great. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I think Bubble's great. You know, when we, uh, I, I, had a, I had a real nice house. It was kind of my, you know, my dream house, me and my wife, and I had a, a one-year-old at the time. And, you know, just cost of living, you know, I, I did sell that house and had to, you know, I had to, downgrade to a much smaller place and um but i was still able to go and buy a house but still leave my job and not have income and do all this other stuff so you know life is just it's just a little easier and especially when you're when you're starting a company and being able to bootstrap it and uh keep your burn rate low you know an area like buffalo is great to do that you know um you know if you're in any of these higher you know higher priced areas you it, 
I, I don't, I don't know how they do it, especially if you're, you know, I was in my lower thirties, uh, like I said, married with a kid. It's much different than when I was 22 years old and I could, you know, sleep in a floor with seven other people and be okay with it. Right. But, you know, I think as you, as you kind of mature, uh, through your career and look to do a startup, um, you know, just the cost of living and the ease of just everyday life helps, helps you not worry about all that other stuff and really allows you to focus on what you're building. You know, I think there's, I think there's also just, you know, there is a ton of great talent here. Um, you know, University of Buffalo, especially from software engineers and, you know, computer science students, you know, there's, I don't know, 5,000 or so students, something like that. That number is probably a little wrong, but it's, it's, it's an extremely large amount. And there's, there is a, you know, a big tech community here, um, one that I've been involved in, you know, for the past maybe almost 20 years now, but uh, it's definitely growing and there's definitely people relocating from some of the, you know, the Silicon Valleys of the world uh, back to Buffalo. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great combination. I mentioned 43 North is another, you know, there, there's 43 North. Uh, prior to doing this, I was running Z80 Labs uh, and that, uh, that was an incubator and early stage seed fund. Um, but they also had a fund to invest in startups. And, and a lot of that was sponsored through um, um, a program called Startup New York or uh, uh, sorry, Innovate New York, uh, which is where they got the funding. But then there's also things like Startup New York that help in terms of, um, you know, uh, removing certain taxes and, and giving certain tax breaks uh, for a lot of these up and coming companies. So, so I think the combination of a lot of the different programs that were just really coming online uh, as we were, as we were getting off the ground, I think, you know, it, it was a, a massive benefit as well. And, you know, tons of other companies that are taking advantage of those, uh, taking advantage in a good way, uh, of those programs and, you know, to really provides a ton of benefit in, in terms of hiring, in terms of, you know, you know, once again, running lean and keeping your, your burn low. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I think all those things and, and, you know, access to investment dollars, you know, historically that was a big area that of complaint why companies had to move. You know, I, I think we found, um, you know, as we were going through, we could go to New York City and, you know, 50 minute flight and be there and um, take meetings and nobody cared that we were, we were in Buffalo, right? And there was no need to like, oh, you have to move to New York, you have to move elsewhere. Um, you know, it, so it, it was a really interesting thing. And, and the interesting part is over the past, you know, six years, there's been a shift and maybe more recent, but there's been a, definitely a shift of these venture capital firms that are trying to go find, you know, these, you know, second and third tier cities that they're not traditionally in, right? They're not going to New York and, you know, or not just going to New York or Austin or the Bay Area or wherever. Um, you know, they're, they're going to the Buffaloes of the world in upstate New York to try, cause they know, you know, great companies can be built out of these areas too. And, you know, the, the it's a much more efficient place to build it. So, um, a lot of VCs saying, Hey, who else, you know, who, who, who's the other ACVs that are out there in Buffalo. And, um, so it's definitely been, you know, a really interesting change to see. So I think you look at all of those, um, you know, all of those different things, you know, I think it, 
you know, for me and, you know, and maybe a little survivor bias, but um, I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's been great for me and, you know, I'm happy, you know, I built my company here and, you know, we'll, we'll continue again someday when I at some point do it all over again. So. Yeah. That leads nicely into, you know, the next topic I wanted to talk about, which is, um, you know, both, that capital raise and, and also Buffalo's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you're previously the managing director at Z80 and very involved in the entrepreneurial ecosystem when it was a lot more nascent than it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, ACV is a big reason for some of the change um, and a lot of other reasons as well. So from your vantage point, of someone that was involved in some of those more early times to now being, you know, a successful founder. And as you said, a a survivor (laughs) of um, some of those growing pains, how have you seen the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Buffalo change and how, you know, should other people in your, you know, the shoes you were wearing Mm -hmm. six to 10 years ago, um, take advantage of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think it's, you know, when we first started, it was maybe, I think there was four of us and then, you know, four to 10 of us that were getting together for um, this thing called Open Coffee Club. And it was a way to ju- just kind of a catch-all, no agenda, weekly meeting at, uh, you know, at a coffee shop to get like-minded people, whether they were entrepreneurs, whether they were technologists, just investors, people in, you know, various industries or business people just curious, right? It was a great catch all. And, you know, as people were, would move into the area, you know, it would be that place that people just went. Right. And so, but, you know, we, we had a couple of years where it'd be anywhere six to 20 people and really just talking, you know, as people who chose to be in Buffalo and people who, um, you know, were still, you know, wanted to build interesting companies and do interesting things. Um, and, and so from that, you know, kind of sprang this grassroots movement of getting different events going like uh, startup weekend and, um, you know, a bunch of other like tech, you know, uh, tech meetups and a ton of other events and things like that. So I'm forgetting a ton of them, but, um, you know, it was really just that early stage of like connecting the people who were here and trying to build the type of community that we wanted to be part of. Right. And, you know, the beauty of, of, of Buffalo is, you know, there's not, there's not a lot holding you back from going and just doing whatever you want to do. So we were really able to shape, you know, what we wanted the tech community to be, um, how we would, could build it. If we wanted to go do an event, we just did it, right? We didn't, you know, there, it's not asking permission, um, you know, from the, from the incumbents to go and do it. You just go and do it. And, you know, and generally people are really enthusiastic about it. So it's kind of gone from that early grassroots phase. And then, you know, after, you know, with Z80 Labs coming on, that was a big, big step that we, we had an incubator. They had $5 million in seed funding. You know, that was, that was a huge and new thing. Um, and we started bringing in some big investors and, you know, people from the industry. And, you know, it, 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 helped some people stay in Buffalo. It, you know, we brought people to Buffalo to start their company. So it, it, it put it on the map. And, you know, around that time as well, 43 North started coming on with 
and that had more of a you know an international um, but definitely a national stage presence on it to where I would get calls from people like yeah I'm reading all this stuff about all this startup stuff in Buffalo and 43 you know so it's we started you know eventually getting government and other type support involved in it which is important you, you know the the entrepreneurs are the ones that need to lead but you still need you know governments and uh, institutions and universities and stuff like that to participate um you know we've, so we've kind of grown that and you know um working with ub who you know and in, in, in other universe uh, colleges and universities too but um i'm from ub so i'm a little uh, a little biased or i went to ub so um, but I worked with UV a lot on trying to get some different programs going and just doing talks and, you know, trying to connect the students with um, people in industry and in the community so that, you know, as I say, they, they, they don't go to, you know, UB and stuck in the moat in Amherst, you know, they, how do we connect them to all of the people, um, you know, in the community doing interesting stuff and all the interesting companies. And so, so yeah, I mean, we've built it up and, you know, today with, you know, programs like Launch New York. And I mean, there's start, there's just tons of these different programs going on um, in events. Obviously COVID had a, you know, had a big, you know, put a big dent into uh, a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of the different in-person stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think it, it's still the, you know, four or five years that they, that they had, um, you know, really built up a, a solid base. And we have a ton of these companies that are, um, you know, popping up all the time so much. I, I, I can't even, you know, I'm, I'm busy with, with ACV, but it, you know, I, I can't even keep track of all the different companies and who's doing what um, these days, which is good. So I used to be able to, and now I can't, so that's good. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I think it's, it, it's a great evolution that it's, you know, we have momentum. Um, the momentum's kind of um, carrying itself a bit, and you know, we're we're able to, you know, you know, have a have a very you know useful, you know, ex exciting, um, you know, segment of the you know tech startup, you know, economy, which is great. Um, you know, and now it's how do we take it to the next level, and how do we, you know, and that's why, you know, I feel ACV is important. Is how do we you know, demonstrate success, you know, you can start a company and not just start it, but you can grow it. You know, we've raised over 350 million in, in uh, venture capital, you know, you can raise the capital, you can bring in the talent, you know, you can, you can do all that stuff and it, it, you don't have to, you don't have to leave. So I, I think, you know, getting more companies and, you know, there's definitely been companies that have either had an exit or have had success. Um, but you know, how do we keep creating these 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 multi-billion-dollar companies um, that are going to provide you know really interesting jobs that are going to you know keep people that go to the universities and you know attract people maybe who had left um, for for other opportunities that didn't exist at the time here in Buffalo and bring them back and you know I, so I think there there's still a lot more work to do but. You know, we've really, we've really come a long way and, you know, it, these things do take time as well. You know, these are 20 year timeline things to change an economy, uh, to change a mindset, you know, the mindset of, of, of a community as well is also a tough thing. So um, it takes time, but I think we're, you know, I think we're making great progress and, you know, it's all about 
continuing to to grow it and keep doubling down. With um, some of the, you know, halting that COVID is has placed on some of the that momentum. Uh, the argument that I've at least a couple times heard is that startups maybe are are better positioned um, because of their malleability or flexibility. Kind of the nature of startups is to be fast moving and quickly be able to change. Um, I guess, have you seen that to be true? And um, just generally, like how have the past, it's wild to say that it's been 10 sure. months, but how, how has that been now? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I definitely think, you know, anytime there's a massive event, right? And it's something like this, something, it, it, it overnight changed the way businesses needed to operate, could operate, and at least in, you know, from the standpoint of software and technology startups, the biggest issue a lot of times is convincing old established industries that have been making a ton of money doing it one way that they should do it this new fancy way and it's better for them. They'll make more money. They'll save more money. They'll be more efficient, whatever it is. You know, that's always the hardest part, like breaking that, you know, that inertia. and so now you have these companies that are now forced, if they want to do any business, they have to live in a virtual you know, world. They have to interact. They have to have the tool, tools to do that. Um, and a lot of them just aren't well equipped. So you know, I, think, I think it opens up a ton of opportunity for, uh, for new companies and new startups and, and, and especially uh, companies who, you know, I know of companies who are, you know, trying to make that change in an, in an old established industry. And they were having a lot of pushback that started seeing a ton of success once this happened, because that was no longer a conversation. Right. So, so yeah, and startups are, you know, by definition, more, you know, more able to shift and, and pivot and, you know, do what they need to do to survive. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's great, but I, I also think it's a good opportunity for, you know, bigger, more established companies that, that do, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger shift to turn around, but, um, you know, it's also a time where they can make those investments and, you know, try to try to leapfrog, you know, their other legacy competitors that may not fully commit to the, to going digital. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think tons of opportunity, tons of, um, you know, when there's chaos, there's opportunity. So, um, you know, I think that's, you know, maybe one of the, one of the few highlights of, you know, COVID, you know, with, with all the, the bad that it's done and, you know, obviously tons of people losing their jobs and, and stuff like that. It, there's still, um, there still is that opportunity. And, and, and in same time, from a talent standpoint, it, it opens up to where, you know, talent is somewhat global and, you know, people, you know, moving back to Buffalo because they don't need to live in New York city anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of those opportunities. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to change the way businesses operate, the way, you know, things are done. And, you know, it basically pulled, I think the industry ahead three to five years, uh, over the course of a couple of months. And, you know, people just need to be able to, um, to evolve and react to it. And, you know, if, if we do that, and if as a region, we're able to have companies that, that can do that, 
um, you know, it puts us in a, in a very strong position. Right. That's a, you know, the point I was going to make is, um, you know, hopefully that opportunity that you're talking about for, for companies also kind of exists for, for cities. And some of the argument we've been making is in some ways this can level the playing field. And, you know, there's certainly opportunities for mid-sized cities like Buffalo that, you know, maybe we're already ascending to, to take advantage of some of what you were just talking about as well. Yep. Yep. For sure. People. And I think there's definitely the people who are, um, you know, at the family stage, um, looking to buy a house and, you know, certain areas, unless you're, um, you know, you've done extremely well, you're not going to be able to afford a, a nice house or things like that. So, um, you, you know, people kind of look back and look at, look at Buffalo and areas like it where, you know, you, you, you can do that. You can have a high quality of life. You can have great schools and, um, you know, ha- have a much better life and be able to focus more on, you know, your work or your company or whatever it is and not worry about all the other stuff, the complications that sometimes come with living in, you know, one of these, one of these other tier one cities. Right. And then- we actually just um, this week published a, a story about somebody that had um, relocated from from Texas. They graduated from Texas A and M to Buffalo. Um, a young couple, one of them's going for their PhD at, at UB, and the other just got a job at ACV. So kind of a <laughs> perfect rhyme with perfect. Uh, love it. Some of your background. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and those are the stories I love to hear. You know, I, th- I think getting more and more companies that. Um, you know, as people are, you know, maybe moving to go work at an M and T or you know one of these bigger companies. You know, having having other you know uh, other companies that are that are here as well, and you know, it, it makes that move much easier when there's more options of work, and you know, it's it, it's not you know one or two places to go to, but um, a variety of different companies at different stages. Because you know, some people let, love working in large companies, others do not, and like working at more fast paced, mid-sized companies. So, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We say it's a career ladder, not just a step stool. You're not moving for one or two opportunities, but a cluster of, you know, growing companies, like you said. Yep. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, really appreciate it. Before I let you go, we have a couple hard hitting blizzard round questions that we always end on. First one right. being, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Mm, flavor of ice cream um coffee great choice book or tv show that you'd recommend um tv show oh man i got a lot of book recommendations um oh man tv show i it's it's easy but i I love the office but also silicon valley is, is great as well so the office. Um, David Wallace just gave the Buffalo Bills a shout out yesterday on Twitter. I, I saw well. that. I, yeah, I didn't watch the video. Oh, I, at first, I didn't watch the video. I was going to make that joke about closing the Buffalo branch, but I guess <laughs> it was all about reopening the Buffalo branch. So we're back yeah. open yeah. for the uh, championship run. Right. Uh, text or phone call? Text. I hate phone calls. Bills or Sabres? Bills. Hiking or skiing? Skiing. And last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flat. Great. Thank you very much for your time. Yep. Thank you. 
is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.